This is Food First Michigan on News Talk 760 WJR. Sponsored by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food secure state, and by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan. Now here are your hosts, Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Welcome everyone, thanks for listening. It has been said, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. There is little doubt that there is strength in numbers. This is a proven tactic, strategy, and a reliable way mankind has traveled, explored, and dealt with difficulties. We've done it together. We are better together. Being better together implies there are some shared values, goals, and destinations. For example, if we can agree that we all want to go to Florida for vacation, that's great. But there is still work to be done that outlines the process of how we get there. There are variables, needs, and unknowns that we must plan and prepare for before we begin the journey. There is some frustration associated with going in a group and some challenges of going it alone. Food security is a challenge that cannot be solved alone. Like the old saying says, one is too small a number to multiply. So we need more, not less of you, to join us. Therefore, I am thankful for our friends and partners who share our concern and hope of creating a food-secure Michigan. Brian Peters is just such a colleague, a leader who grasps the significance and severity that food insecurity has on people, communities, and hospitals. Brian is the president and CEO for the Michigan Health and Hospital Association, and he is a long-standing friend of the Food Bank Council and the Michigan Harvest Gathering. Join Jerry Brisson, Brian Peters, and me, Dr. Phil Knight, for an exciting edition of Food First Michigan as we highlight partnership and the potential it brings to our mission. back everyone thanks for being with us jerry brisson joins me jerry great to see you i see i see you on zoom so you are in the purple gleaner shirt today uh, well you know what just trying to be colorful for you doctor that's my goal well color color is your gift for sure and as promised our friend and colleague uh, brian peters the ceo and president for the michigan health and hospital association longtime partner with us in the Michigan Harvest Gathering. And uh, Brian and I were just together recently at the kickoff. So Brian, welcome back to Food First Michigan. Thank you so much, Dr. Knight. Wonderful to be with you. It's great to have you back. And um, you know, I don't know if we've done this before. I asked Katie to do a little research. She said we really, you know, we jumped on here before. We talked about the, the work and Michigan Harvest Gathering, what it means to, to us, what it means to hospitals across uh, Michigan. But you know what we haven't done is really gotten the Brian story. So, you know, how did, who are you? How did you come to be in this position of, of extreme and, uh, influence across the state for the, the Michigan <clears throat> Health and Hospital Association? Well, I ask myself that question often, uh, as it turns out, but uh, 
appreciate the opportunity and, and really uh, it's a blessing uh, and a great privilege uh, to have this role where I get to work with such amazing people, certainly on our staff here at MHA and within our membership. We represent all of the hospitals and health systems throughout the state of Michigan. And you know the, the path that I took was a, a bit non-traditional. I was actually in a very different uh, uh, role prior to my time at MHA where I was leading a, a sport fishing charter service uh, in northern Michigan, uh, fishing for trout and salmon and taking clients out on on Lake Michigan uh, all summer long, which was uh, really a wonderful experience and a good opportunity to get to know uh, people and, and how to interact with people when you had them alone with you on, on a boat for uh, four hours or, uh, or eight hours. And uh, one of my clients, as it turns out, was Spence Johnson, who was at the time the CEO uh, of the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. In fact, he was our CEO for some 30 years and uh, I was just graduating from Michigan State with a business degree and he offered me an internship at MHA, which I reluctantly uh, agreed uh, to do and fell in love with it and uh, have been uh, at MHA now myself uh, for 31 years. And Spence was uh, really instrumental in encouraging me to go back uh, to uh, secure a, a master's degree in health services administration uh, down in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan. So I'm one of those that uh, has Spartan roots and, and Wolverine roots as we head into a, a big football game this weekend. Wow! Yeah, so that is that that is a uh, that is a non-traditional path for sure. I love that story though, Jerry. What's the biggest fish that you ever caught? <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly uh, king salmon uh, up in the 30-pound range were uh, uh, not too uncommon for us uh, on Lake Michigan, but. You know, if you broaden the scope, I fished uh, literally all over the country and Alaska and Key West and uh, caught some pretty big fish in, in those settings. And uh, that's really a, a passion of mine uh, for sure. And, and honestly, I love taking uh, our, our, uh, our staff and our members uh, out on the big water as well. I'm not a golfer, so it's been a great opportunity to do what I love with, with people that I love. You know, I, I, one of the reasons I just love these stories is because it personalizes everything we do. And and one of our priorities as we go about, you know, this food security work is to is to tell stories, you know, and to, to have people to the best of our ability get to know each other. Because it's through building trust and relationships that you end up with the right framework to make sometimes tough choices about what you have to do as you move forward right so so i i'm grateful that you're willing to share your story that's it's 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 a great story i mean i grew up in the up we fished mostly streams and and uh and the inlets coming in from the big lake though we did catch lake trout and stuff in the big lake but uh, that wasn't my most of my experience growing up and uh and a lot of memories a lot of memories of being really cold too <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that, uh, Jerry, and I agree. You know, we're in a relationship business at the end of the day. Uh, the human services business is a relationship business. And I, I think back in my, uh, my charter fishing experience, uh, if you want return customers, you'd better treat that as a relationship business. And that's really where I first uh, learned that mentality, and it's, uh, I think, served us well to this day. But. You know, it's such a great honor, as I said, uh, being able to uh, to get up every day and and work in a, a, a field 
that creates such positive impact for people. And, and food insecurity is certainly an issue that's front and center for us at the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. I'm just uh, excited to be part of this effort. Well, that's, you know, I, I have to agree. My mentor would say that nothing truly ever changes except through relationship. And um, I, I think that's pretty much true. And you are gifted in relationships, Brian, because I've been the benefit of that friendship and relationship. We've been at a conference together out um, for the root cause, and I remember you inviting me and my colleague, Dr. Dawn Opal, out with a group of folks um, and uh, some of your team out to a, a, a beautiful restaurant in uh, San Diego, and we overlooked uh, the sun. The Sunset, which is uh, was a great experience. I mean, I remember it vividly, and um, and it's because of your your gift and relationships. So, thank you for being my friend and Jerry's friend. But thank you for being a friend to those who are struggling with food insecurity across the state. And you know, when we kicked the Michigan Harvest Gathering off this year, we brought on a new partner, the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association, with Justin Winslow. Um, and we talked about that industry being really impacted by the pandemic. But honestly, um, and that's certainly true, but what uh, hospitals have gone through during this pandemic um, has been uh, just unimaginable. And there's been peaks and valleys with this, but tell us about the, 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 the people that you work with and represent from our hospital association across Michigan. How are they? And, um, and of course, we have to express our deep appreciation. Well, thank you. And, and really, uh, I am so incredibly impressed with how our member hospitals and health systems throughout the state have risen to the occasion in this last uh, year and a half plus. Uh, ever since the pandemic uh, really uh, became a, a front and center issue here in the state of Michigan, our hospitals have been at uh, the forefront and in fact uh, we were the organizations as you may recall that were uh, largely responsible for uh, testing uh, we were largely responsible for the vaccine rollout when that became available uh, we were certainly on the front lines in terms of uh, welcoming people to our emergency departments as we really were learning on the fly about this new uh, disease and and we learned an awful lot in a very short period of time. Uh, we are now better equipped, uh, better able to, uh, to treat folks uh, with COVID-19. Uh, we're proud of the fact that we've helped to vaccinate millions of Michiganders uh, through our hospitals uh, and health systems. And so really it's been a, uh, an incredible experience and I've never been more proud, both of our staff at MHA who, who rose to the occasion as well and worked uh, seven days a week for months on end. Uh, we're really in the trenches with our member hospitals, I, I would have to say. And so now we're in a place where we're not out of the woods yet. Uh, we still have uh, well over a thousand Michiganders in hospital beds throughout the state with COVID-19. Uh, many of those are in the intensive care unit, so this continues to be serious. Over 20,000 Michiganders have lost their lives uh, to COVID-19. Uh, most of those, unfortunately, uh, expired in the hospital setting in uh, a situation where uh, we could not always allow loved ones to be uh, with mm. their ill family member 
uh, because of infection control protocols, as we all understand. But what that means is hospital employees, nurses, physicians, others, they were the ones at bedside holding the hands of someone who was in their final hours and, and final minutes. And that takes an incredible toll emotionally sure. and physically uh, when, when you go through that experience over and over again, as many of our, our hospital workers have done. And so, you know, we just ask that Michiganders uh, do, the, do all they can to help, and that means stepping up, getting vaccinated, and all the other things we know can make a difference. Right, right. Wear those masks when, you know, when it's necessary and appropriate, and um, get vaccinated. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, it, it's no surprise. We need to take a quick break here and come back and talk about our partnership in just a moment. But it's no surprise to either of us, Jerry or myself, that the, the folks who are so uh, involved in giving care care so deeply about people who are struggling with food insecurity. And so uh, it's, it's been a 20 plus year partnership between the Michigan Health and Hospital Association and the Food Bank Council. And we wanna come back and talk about that in just a moment. Come back and be with Jerry Brisson, Brian Peters, and myself, Dr. Phil Knight, here in just a moment. Contact the Food Bank Council of Michigan at fbcmich.org. Now back to more Food First Michigan with Dr. Phil Knight and Jerry Brisson. Thanks for listening, everyone. Dr. Phil Knight here with Jerry Brisson and our guest, Brian Peters, the president and CEO for the Michigan Health and Hospital Association and our longtime partner here with the Michigan Harvest Gathering. That is a statewide campaign uh, that happens in October, early November, where we uh, gather food and funds for all of our seven Feeding America food banks. And uh, those food banks are serving where there's hospitals all across Michigan, Brian. And uh, for 20 plus years, you guys have come alongside of us to help us raise not only food and funds, but also awareness about this uh, challenge that we call food insecurity. Well, it's been our absolute privilege, as you said, now for 24 years, uh, the Michigan Health and Hospital Association has stepped forward and, and been an integral part of this uh, annual effort, and we couldn't be more pleased. Uh, you know, we have now raised uh, just shy of $3 million and uh, well over 3.5 million pounds of food uh, through the efforts of our MHA staff and our member hospitals throughout the state. and so. Uh, really, as you said, it's been a, a wonderful experience for us and uh, very impactful. You know, we're so grateful for the partnership too and, and of course for so many uh, different ways that it's helped us continue to develop a, a better understanding of each other. I mean, I can tell you some of the people who are front and center for us in terms of helping us understand the need in the community are the people from our healthcare organizations that we work with closely and it's, and it's a lot of people on the front line. It's people in the emergency room and the nurses who see, you know, the patients as they come in and 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 the the caseworkers who are working with people who you know who are food insecure and and their their medication might say 
take with food and they, and they just don't have any food. So, you know, it, it's the people on the front line for us who, who often let us know what's going on and help us devise what is the next solution that we have to be thinking about uh, so that we can all, you know, do our best for each other to, to keep the community healthy and, uh, and strong. Well, I appreciate that, and I think the reality is if you come to work for a Michigan hospital, uh, you're wired to care about people, and you're there because you want to you want to help individuals and families and communities. And what I would tell you has really shifted. It's been a sea change uh, over time. Uh, you know, it used to be that uh, folks came to the hospital either because they were injured or sick. And hospitals were there for them when they arrived at the front door, typically through the emergency department. And what's happened over time is that our hospitals uh, clearly understand the social determinants of health and mm -hmm. that food insecurity in particular uh, is creating uh, issues for individuals and families that uh, result in their uh, showing up at the hospital with conditions that might have been uh, better addressed at an earlier stage had they had better access to uh, a consistent fresh healthy local food and we have taken uh, that challenge very seriously I think our hospitals around the state whether it's rural communities uh, and small independent hospitals or whether it's our large urban systems and everything in between uh, we see very clearly they understand the role that food insecurity plays in uh, the, uh, the, the health status uh, or lack mm. thereof of the patient population that, uh, that they're serving. And so what better way to make a difference than to be proactive and be part of this effort year after year. And that's exactly what we've done. One of the things you've traditionally said over four years of doing this show, Food First Michigan, uh, here on WJR and now a podcast as well, is that Man, it's a lot cheaper to solve this problem on the front end than it is the back end. So it's, uh, it's you know, if there's an opportunity for us to, to intervene, so to speak, with, uh, with fresh food, and certainly the, the, the $3 million, Brian, that has come from the hospitals across the state to help the Michigan Harvest Gathering, when you break that down just into produce, that's about 20 million meals that that this that you and your group have provided over the years you've been involved with us 20 million meals man that's a lot of food well it is and i have to tell you every uh, every holiday season we have a a staff event as uh, many organizations do and and i always make sure that uh, i remind our staff of the importance of the work that they're doing and the fact that you know, many of us take for granted that we're going to go home and, and sit around a, a Thanksgiving table or a, a Christmas table with our family, our loved ones, and have a, a full, healthy meal. And uh, the reality is that is not um, the case for uh, far too many Michiganders. And if not for the efforts of, of our organizations collectively, and certainly the MHA is proud to be a part of it, uh, there might not be uh, some of those tables that convene and, uh, and enjoy a, a healthy celebratory meal. We are helping to make that happen. And the, the health and wellness benefits of that long term are, are obvious. I mean, we see the impact on things like type 2 diabetes, a high blood pressure, heart disease, 
the list goes on uh, in terms of healthcare conditions that are directly attributable uh, to food insecurity. And, and so, you know, this is, again, something we are just so uh, pleased to be a part of. I think one of the most impressive things about um, just as we get to understand healthcare more and more is the number of things that people in the industry just have to deal with all the time. I mean, there are new drugs, there are new procedures, there are new devices, there are new ways of, of, of you know, treating patients. I mean, you know, just thinking about what what um, distance healthcare has done during the pandemic, as as people have learned to do telemedicine, and 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 what does that mean for for a for a doctor's appointment? Um, you know, it, it has ups and downs, and lots of things that have to be managed. And so, you know, knowing that we are involved with you in in just another one of the many many ways that you have to really think about as as you figure out what is the best way to interact with the people coming to you for care and the people that have to manage that care. I mean, we're just honored that we can take a piece of your time um, and the and a piece of the time of of the of the people in the industry who are committed to their patients enough to say, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna in addition to all these other things, we're also gonna help make sure they have the food they need. So I I mean we are we are really honored and humbled to be to be with you in this and uh, and I just have to say when I go down the street and I see the signs my neighbors and 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 other people have mm. that talk about you know we're 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 with you healthcare and and we are grateful for what you do and and you know there's bunches of those signs still as a result of just the awareness that was built up during the pandemic I I just want to say it it is really an honor to be doing this with you well, thank you, and uh, the feeling is certainly mutual. It's a privilege for us, for the MHA and our member hospitals throughout the state to be a part of this effort. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, being in healthcare, we understand that there are families uh, in the state, unfortunately, who uh, are sitting around a table and having a conversation with their limited resources about medicine or meals. And I don't think any Michigander should have to make that choice. Uh, we should be able to provide the medication that folks need uh, legitimately. And we should uh, always be able to provide folks with healthy meals. Uh, that should never be a choice that any Michigander is confronted with. And, and we're determined to be part of that, uh, that effort to make sure that uh, we do right by our, our fellow Michiganders. That's awesome, Brian, and we appreciate you and your leadership, your team. They're wonderful to work with. Um, they, they're passionate about this, this, uh, this purpose, this mission of, of creating food security statewide. And uh, so we, we thank you, and um, we can't, I, you know, those words, those two words, thank you, they just don't weigh enough to really convey the appreciation that we feel toward you and your team and the entire network of the Michigan Health and Hospital Association. So thanks for coming alongside of us and thanks for being our guest today once again and thanks for sharing your story. Um, we, we really enjoyed that part as well and, um, and thanks for how you're investing your one handful of life. Thank you, Phil and Jerry. It's been a real pleasure and we look forward to continuing our strong partnership. We'll do it together. Jerry and I are back in just a moment.
Food First Michigan. Once again, here's Phil and Jerry. Welcome back, everybody. Jerry Basson, Dr. Phil Knight here. Jerry, uh, Brian Peters and the Michigan Health and Hospital Association, great partners. But we have a lot of other great partners, too. We do. And, and partners that have really stepped alongside of us, many of them for many years, through the Michigan Harvest Gathering, which we've been so lucky to have as part of our annual activities that draw attention to the issue of food security and how important it is but also just give us a chance to to get with friends you know i mean the the fact of the matter is it's i think probably one of the biggest learnings during the pandemic has been what a gift it is to be able to gather with friends and uh and we have to do that safely and we have to do that conscientiously but uh but boy was it good to see brian even if even if it was just on zoom today and uh and I, you know, I just feel grateful for the, the people that we can call friends. Well, let me give you a list of a couple of other friends uh, are of ours uh, for the Food Bank Council of Michigan and this, uh, this project we call the Michigan Harvest Gathering. So our, our friends at, uh, at both Meyer and Kroger have come alongside of us uh, and support this work as sponsors and, you know, uh, man, if you're talking about food, there's been some times during this pandemic where we were a little nervous about how much food we were going to have. And there was a time that Meyer stepped right up and certainly Kroger uh, has it's traditionally always been right there alongside of us. You know, Jerry, we've said for, for years now that a friend is somebody who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. Well, when it comes to Meyer and Kroger, they're always in the room with us. Yeah, very, very key partners in so many ways. I mean, uh, when we think about the the commitments that they have made and they're, the people that, that they work with have made, you know, their food vendors and growers and other people that they have relationships with. It's such a broad network of, of people that give through their relationships with with the grocery so we're we are tremendously lucky to have them and uh and it's always good to see them when we can yeah you know carolyn bloodworth our friend over at consumers energy uh again right there alongside of us um i spoke with carolyn just this week uh and uh she's she is committed to this mission uh as she has been for years and is such a delightful person to begin with. I mean, Carolyn is just, you know, she has a smile that never quits. You know, right. she, she, she does the work she does for, for all the right reasons, and you just love to see her. Well, and the entire consumers company uh, is, is picking this up as, as a part of their, their vision for a healthier, better community. And uh, we appreciate them so much. You know, and just recently we had on the show, Jerry, our newest uh, friend and sponsor for the Michigan Harvest Gathering, and that's the Michigan Restaurant and Lodging Association that's led by Justin Winslow. And uh, it's pretty cool what they've come up with, how they can help. And uh, we're helping drive people back into restaurants for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I think you even suggested a fourth meal uh, the other week on the show. Uh, and that people are able to round up or they can use a QR code that's right there on the table and, and go right to feedmichigan.org and come alongside of us and, uh, and help us get enough food to the community that we serve. 
Yeah, I, it, that's a that's a great thing. And again, you know, at a time when so many people in the restaurant industry have had it hard, uh, to be supporting them while they're supporting us uh, is a fantastic partnership. Well, you know, they are. They're doing great. It's a first year for it. We're we're super excited for it. It's going to be fun. I think in the years to come, it's going to grow. And uh, you know, we're going to put some challenges out there to some folks that uh, that 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 like to go to lunch, you know, that they like to take people to dinner, you know, so we're going to challenge some of our associations around the state in the days and the years to come to, uh, to join us in this pursuit of uh, uh, creating some business for a very uh, injured industry in the restaurant field, but also uh, creating some meals for folks in need in the community. Um, and, and, you know, Jerry, I, I, we, if we're talking about sponsors and uh, we're talking about friends that have come alongside of us, no one has believed in us more than the family of companies called Farm Bureau. Uh, they're the sponsor of our show, uh, the, the Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan, the Agents Charitable Fund, the Michigan Farm Bureau, the, the one uh, that is uh, in the counties where we all serve. I mean, it's just been a tremendous partnership, and I don't know of anybody that believes in us more than they do. Yeah, that's, you know, again, so we've said that one of the keys to success in in having a food secure community is solid partnerships, but also to rekindle relationships with the people that just believe this should be fixed, right? And uh, boy, Farm Bureau has stepped up in, in so many ways to show that that's what they believe. Well, Jerry, when we come back in a minute, I want us to talk a little bit about uh, something we haven't talked about in some time. These are all sponsors that we've talked about uh, Brian Peters and the Michigan Health and Hospital Association, right on through Farm Bureau, and the others that we've listed in this segment that are great friends and believe in us. But you came up with a question some years ago, and I want to revisit that in our next segment, and that is, who wins when we win? These folks we've mentioned are all on the front end, but what happens when food security is actually created? Who wins then? He's Jerry Brisson, I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we're back to continue this edition of Food First Michigan in just a moment. Jerry and I are back, Dr. Phil Knight here, Jerry Brisson there, and um, I don't know if you folks realize it, Jerry and I do this on Zoom and we work with our uh, producer uh, Mark Blackwell at, at the WJR uh, headquarters and, and we create the show. We've been doing it for over a year and a half like this and I'm hopeful someday soon we're going to be able to be back in the studio and we can have some of Mark's coffee when we get back there, Jerry. <laughs> you know, if it's Mark's coffee that brings us back, that's good by me. I think that would be great. It'd be super just to be back together in person and doing the show. And, but it's been really great to do the show, continue to do the show throughout this public health crisis. But one of the things we talked about early on when we started the show and we started creating this blueprint to uh, create food security across the state, the work that we've done at the Food Bank Council collectively, Jerry, was a question that you came up with. And that question is, who wins when we win? Who wins when the Food Bank Council and all of our partners can create a food secure community? Who wins when we win, Jerry? 
Well, of course, my point of view is everybody, right? You just have to think a little bit, and, and it doesn't take too many uh, sentences before you figure out everybody wins when food security is solved. The whole community wins. But uh, to, to be more specific, um, we know that a well-nourished child is going to learn better and more permanently than a child in a home that's dealing with the toxic stress of food insecurity. So, so we know for sure that children and families win. We know education wins, right? We know that, that there's a lot of health issues that are directly related to um, either not having access to or, or otherwise not having enough healthy food. And so we know, obviously, the people who are who are needing to address those issues in their life win when they're food secure, but but it saves so much money for healthcare, and it saves so much time and effort for people later in their life if they don't get those chronic diseases that poor eating causes. So we know those are our big big winners, but we also know that people who who are employed but don't make enough to make ends meet, but they're trying to get ahead. To be food insecure when you're struggling to get ahead is a super challenge. You know, it makes everything in your life that much harder. And we know it's a distraction at the very at the very simplest, but it can be totally debilitating at the most severe. And so people who are striving to, to bring themselves up win when food security is solved. And, and as you know, doctor, that, that list for me is, is never ending. I, I can't think of a, a group that doesn't win when we solve this problem. And, and I also like to remind people that the cost of solving it compared to other problems that, that would mm. be even near as, as permeating as this one is so much less, right? It, we, we know we can produce food at a tremendous rate at a very good cost. And so when you look at the cost benefit of, of solving this in light of all the people that win when you solve it, we've got to figure out a way. We've got to keep the message out there. We've got to show people that, that steps at a time can, can create food secure communities. And so thus we continue to talk about this and all of the various ways and all the various guests who've touched this work and who are invested in this work to continue to grow this work. And you didn't see it more powerfully than we saw it during the pandemic. So many people stepped up and mm -hmm. with an understanding of not only it matters, but but it matters today and tomorrow, not just today. Well, I think, you know, I always hate to say I agree with you, Jerry, but I'm just going to be, I'm forced to do it right here. <laughs> publicly. I, I mean, publicly. you know, come on, doctor. Is, yeah, so <laughs> we agree. I mean, you know, I mean, the list is long. And as you said, everybody, you're right. I mean, the entire community wins when food security comes off the table and is replaced by access to particularly to healthy, nutritious food. So we know that kids win. Uh, we know that, that parents win. We know that schools win. We know that, as Brian talked about um, on the show today, Brian Peters from the Michigan Health and Hospital Association, that the, com the, the, the medical community wins, healthcare wins. Um, you, know, you know what, Jerry? When, when people are take that first step of becoming self-sufficient by becoming food secure, the state of Michigan wins. Yeah. Because, 
you know, they're, I mean, now they're going to take a step to become self-sufficient. Well, guess what that means? More tax revenue. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like it's, when the state invests in, in the folks and the families that we serve, it's like an investment. It's not a giveaway. It's an investment in people, and people are worthy of being invested in. Yeah, I love that idea, and we've talked about it several times, and I, I really couldn't agree more. People are worth investing in, and uh, and it's important to remember because um, because we see these people, and we, we have relationships with them, and there's so many good people who are struggling that with a little bit of help, they can get so much farther, so much better. So, uh, so it is very rewarding work for those reasons, for sure. I agree. I agree. Hey, what do you know? We agreed with each other today. A couple times. I'm just Absolutely. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, Jerry, it's time for a little food for thought. Nothing of significance ever happens alone. And this is why we are thankful for the founders of the Michigan Harvest Gathering, Bill and Cynthia Schutte. The idea of this statewide food and funds drive to benefit the Food Bank Council and our network started over their kitchen table when they heard about how many people were struggling in Michigan with food insecurity. We talked a lot about partnership today and partnership though sometimes is tricky, it is necessary to tackle the challenges we face as a society. And if you're going to partner, then make sure your partners share your pain, your priority, and your price. These three will help ensure everyone is committed to your purpose. And our purpose, priority, and passion remains to put and keep food first, folks. Food first. Food First Michigan, presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.